You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of Original Remake. We are uh, going to be discussing a new release. Uh, I, I guess this is kind of following a, a trend uh, from our, some of our previous episodes. But today's episode will be focusing on uh, 2012's The Avengers and also the brand new Justice League film. So I think highly anticipated. Who knows? But uh, we're back. Uh, Mike, my better half here and... And myself, Peter. So I, mean, I, I guess for those that haven't or maybe tuning in for the first time to hear what we have to say about Justice League. Now, the show is called Original Remake. Um, this obviously isn't an original film and a remake. We just thought it'd be interesting to kind of compare the two comic properties that are uh, trying to launch their, I don't know, their team-up movies, I guess. Uh, we, we originally kind of kicked around the idea of pairing this new Justice League movie with uh, one of the animated series or animated yeah, movies. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, we're not, you know, as our, our concept says, we're not really that original. And you know, <laughs> everyone else on the Internet uh, has been comparing the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the uh, DC, uh, they call it the Expanded Universe? I don't know. It's DCEU. I don't, I've never really looked into why there's it's got the extra uh, letter there. But, um, yeah, so I, I think that the Avengers is pretty much a natural uh, launching point here because clearly Warner Brothers and DC liked the money that Marvel's making, so they rushed to, to get their own uh, team-up movie. So here we are. Here we are indeed. Uh, for a little refresher, I, I don't think anybody really know, uh, needs it, but um, with The Avengers, directed by uh, Joss Whedon, um, screenplay also by Joss Whedon, so he wrote and directed it, but you got Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, Chris Evans as Captain America, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, aka the Hulk, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, Jeremy Renner as H- Hawkeye, right? I'm so happy that you forgot who he was. <laughs> He's a worthless character. Um, I was trying to remember, because he doesn't really go by Hawkeye, he goes by... Clint. Clint, Clint is his name. There we go, Barton. Yeah, Tom... Hiddleston as Loki. Taylor Swift's ex. You can say it. No, oh, that's for right. A hot minute. Yeah, well, I, I feel that was a publicity stunt, <laughs> but, uh, let's see. Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury and we'll leave it at that. That's, uh, that's pr- pretty much it. Uh, and Earth's Mightiest Heroes, they team up to take down Loki, who is trying to conquer the world. That's the gist of this movie. There's a, there's one big difference right there because Loki, uh, you had seen before. I'm assuming if, uh, if you were a fan of the, the MCU, he did appear in the, the Thor, uh, film prior to that. So they, they brought back a, a villain and, uh, with Justice League, we were getting Steppenwolf, uh, played by really crappy CGI. And, uh, who, I don't know who the voice is here, but it's a serious, um, it's the guy who, Oh, well, you don't watch Game of Thrones, but he voices, he's, um, like Syrian something, um. Oh, Hines. Yeah. Yeah. I like that actor. Yeah. Oh. He's a good actor. Uh, not so much here. He doesn't have a lot of really, <laughs> uh, great lines to work with. Uh, but we've got, uh, basically our, our version of Tony Stark, uh, Iron Man or Nick Fury. I don't know who you want to say is most responsible for, uh, assembling the team or, or getting them in place. Uh, it's been Affleck as Batman, Bruce Wayne. Uh, because Superman is dead. This is a pretty much a direct 
sequel to Batman versus Superman, unless you count the uh, the small little bit at the end of Wonder Woman, I guess, in continuity. Uh, right. But pretty much this is the, the third part of the Superman saga, starting with the Man of Steel, because this is supposedly directed by Zack Snyder, although uh, Joss Whedon uh, rears his ugly head again. I don't know. It depends on what you think of his work here. Uh, I've seen a lot of DC fans that are not so happy that – uh, he took over shooting this movie, and uh, he gets screenplay credit here. But uh, from what I've read, he pretty much shot half the movie, directed half of it. So really, I didn't yeah. know that he had that much hand in it. I thought he was just, um, you know, came in to take over some finishing, you know, just finish up the project really, and add a add a few of his own touches. Apparently, uh, everything Flash related, um, and Super- Superman for sure. Everything Superman. Uh, s- says or said about him uh was rewritten reshot so anytime they they go back to you have the opening moment where superman's on like a cell phone thing that was totally whedon so um for better or worse i don't know maybe to recoup their investment because this one didn't do too well warner brothers will release like the snyder cut which apparently was three hours long wow yeah so and this one's two uh, hours two hours and we're missing uh two hours of Snyderville. I don't. I don't know what happened here, but uh, it's going to be very controversial. So Josh Whedon is back, and uh, the the rest of the team is uh, we have Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, and uh, Ezra Miller making his kind of first official appearances of Flash, not just a cameo. Same with uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, and uh, what I was actually most excited about was uh, Ray Fisher Cyborg because as a big comic book fan. Um, you know, we're, we're actually getting to see a character that's not gotten a lot of play in uh, film. Uh, Teen Titans Go, the animated series, but yeah, Cyborg here, uh, and most importantly, Amy Adams is Lois Lane. Not necessarily Lois Lane, just Amy Adams. So, right. There we go. Uh, that's that's our team here, and uh, I don't know, where do you want to start, Peter? Do you want to, uh, or should we talk about the film proper, or do you want to talk about the, the characters themselves? Because like, this is very Marvel versus DC here, as far as the lineups. Let's talk a little bit about the characters. Um, I did an instant review, which I'm starting to find that it's getting more and more difficult to do those instant reviews because I'm not letting the movie process yet. And a lot of my opinions, I don't know if I feel the same about them after giving it a few days. But um, I was pretty critical of Justice League after watching the movie. I feel that uh, with this movie, I mean, it lacks a lot of things, but in, uh, most importantly, uh, the you know some really good chemistry amongst the um our team players in Justice League. With uh Avengers, you, you, you mentioned with Loki, you know, returning as the villain, just about everybody else has had their own movie or has been heavily featured in other movies. With the Flash, um Aquaman, you know, Cyborg, this is the first time we've seen him. All of those are brand new people, right? We we don't even get Superman until towards the very end, you know, in it's the slow. It's a little slow. They got to set up all those characters. So you got to, and so it's it's harder to kind of sit there and watch, you know, Ben Affleck going around trying to recruit these people where they have they have never met before, you know. And Flash is just like, well, I got nothing better to do. Even Aquaman's like, well, you know, the last time, the last guy that worked with you died. I just assumed he was all out of beer. That's why I thought he, he came along. Like you know, he has the slow mo shot of tossing his beer bottle into the ocean and see what what he needs to do is go visit Doctor Strange. He can get unlimited beer. I I mean, I've seen Doctor <laughs> Strange, and I would I would say that I would pass out due to boredom if I hung out with that dude for very long. Did you not watch uh, Ragnarok? 
I did. I did watch Ragnarok, oh. and then I watched Doctor Strange because I I liked Ragnarok so much. And when I watched Doctor Strange, I was like, "Wow, this is a real piece of shit." No wonder yeah, I, I didn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I was very I was very underwhelmed with that Doctor Strange. So yeah, it's really boring. That's uh, gosh. With, with this, ju- the Justice League, I really wanted them to be part of a team sooner than than later. And I know you love some Amy Adams, but I could have done without her and Clark. What I really wanted Peronis. more, well, what I wanted more of was <laughs> Superman. He's you know he he Probably the best part of this lead. movie. Yeah, Superman is the best part of the movie, and Clark, he's dead to start the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want Clark. Clark was boring as shit, you know, standing out in the field and like, look, I, I just feel the way look, they man, brought him he back. he just died. You give him a second to enjoy life again before he's going to punch something really hard. They, they could have written it better where they didn't resurrect him so far into the movie. You know, it should have been done early on. Maybe uh, people could have been questioning Bruce's uh, ethics here, trying to revive him in some kind of. Uh, billionaire type of way. <laughs> no, you don't like that. I just, wanted, style. <laughs> I just wanted to get get it over with. Let's just get Superman back on the screen. Let's go go uh, fight Steppenwolf. So he'll shut up. You, you know what? What Batman should have done was create some Batmobile that's so fast that he could drive backwards and spin the Earth around and save Superman. Yeah, stealing from Superman's bag of tricks. There. Oh, is yep. that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so yes, uh, obviously with uh, the Avengers, it's it's a better movie, better experience because you have some buy-in, some ties to the characters. You know, if you're a fan of the Thor movie or Captain America: First Avenger, you know, you're looking forward to seeing all these little pieces come together. And here, I I guess you're looking forward to it if you're just a fan. Like I I was I was excited to see for the first big screen version of like the flash like getting to see him interact i was excited to see cyborg as i said um aquaman yeah it was a yeah i mean not so much but you know he was fine and i was really happy to see wonder woman again i think one big issue i have with the movie is they really put a lot of the boring bits a lot of the exposition on ben affleck's version of batman and i really hated that because like every every time he talks it is snooze inducing because he's he's just got to basically do all the plot stuff he's like all right, right now we're gonna go see this person that i felt like they should have divided it up a little bit one of the the charms of uh the avengers um even though i think everyone kind of got tired of all the mind control shit in that that series uh was you know it was very divisive like these were all good people but they had different ideas of how to do things and so what you just said about you know questioning batman resurrecting superman it's brought up kind of as a joke a few times but there's not no one really puts up that much of a fight and as i said i'm glad because they just get on with it but you know in the marvel series captain america and iron man come from very different viewpoints very different you know there's a generational divide as far as how they handle their business even though they're both good people trying to do heroic things i was really disappointed that uh, wonder woman didn't get to be more of a balance to batman for the most part she's She's just there, and it's it's really unfortunate because, as far as the DC movies, she's the top dog now. I mean, that's right. the most successful film. So I didn't I did not like the dynamic between her and uh, Batman like I thought I would, and I actually blame uh, Joss Whedon for that because I I was getting some uh, very uh, Black Widow Hulk vibes where it's like this weird crush developing between the two, and I don't think that that played at all. It was, I don't know, it's cheesy and it just. For it to be a quick two-hour movie, there's not enough time to really get into that. So it just felt like it shortchanged Wonder Woman quite a bit here. 
They, I, I agree with you because they tease that, uh, you know, possible relationship. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to kind of blame Joss Whedon because he's also so, um, he's also known to write women characters very, very well. And so, um, you know, with Wonder Woman being one of the first ones to be on board, matter of fact, I think she is, she could have gone out to do some recruiting on her own as well. You know, it didn't have to be, well, I guess she went to go meet up with Cyborg. That was kind of something. But Batman's the one who gets all those speeches, really, when it's like rallying the troops or, um, I, I, you know, to, to that point of Whedon, I, th- I think he used to be known for writing women well, but I, you know, based on like Age of Ultron, I think he, he wrote a really terrible version of Black Widow and apparently wrote a really terrible Wonder Woman script years ago. Um, I, I, I don't know. And like, it's, I don't want to judge the guy too harshly because he was brought in to fix a movie. It's not really, it's still credited to Zack Snyder and apparently Warner Brothers was very unhappy with it. But I feel like the only thing that was done really well here was he gives the Flash a lot of funny things to say because, and the Flash is supposed to be the most humorous character, but there were certain characters I felt like he didn't know what to do with. And I think Wonder Woman is one of them and mm. Batman too. Like I, I don't, there's, there's an attempt to inject some personality there, but um, I don't. I never think with Josh Whedon he would write a great Batman. You know that his sensibilities don't fit it, and I was not proved wrong here. But as far as the lighter characters, Flash and Superman here, I will give him credit. His Superman is like I finally felt like, oh yeah, in these new movies, I'm actually seeing Superman. Like he is supposed to be a positive force, right? Like he is, and he's supposed to be the biggest badass, and we do get that here. But oh boy, do um, we! It is. I, it was very much a miscue as far as like based on the Wonder Woman success we had uh, in the summer. Um, I, I thought I thought for sure we were going to get more of her, get some more a really cool moment. And then really, the only one you get is the the opening action sequence, which is uh, Zack Snyder's doing, from what I've read. Yeah, I, I guess these um, these individual movies aren't stitched together as well as we thought they were going to be. Uh, so I, I don't I don't I don't know. Jeff Johns is kind of like the, uh, he, he's kind of like the Kevin Feige, right? But he's also newer with these DC movies, I feel. He's the yeah. shitty version. <laughs> yeah, well, that, but I, I feel, uh, Kevin Feige's been around much longer, and so, so he's had more of a hand. I feel like, didn't they just appoint Jeff Johns to that very similar role, like just a f- couple years ago, maybe? I mean, I, I think the, what's at issue here is you, you know, the, the Marvel movies have sort of a house style. And, you know, they, they brought in different directors to do, do this, this thing where all the, the characters would make sense. They would fit in the, that world. So they're much more comedic than the DC movies. Uh, I think what feels weird about this one is that, as I said, it's the third part of the Zack Snyder trilogy and his movies have never been accused of being light or funny. They're really dark. Sort of depressing. Even Man of Steel is very somber. It's, it's right. Superman who's sad <laughs> out on a fishing boat or something. So when that's when that's grafted on, I think it just feels like a tryhard type thing. Um, and I'm I don't think Avengers is like one of the greatest movies. Like I, I have rewatched it once, and I did. I actually found the first like hour of it pretty boring. It's just that I think when they finally get the team together, it's far more entertaining than getting the team together here. So right. um, I'm trying to think of positives. Did you, <laughs> Justice think, League. did you think Justice League was fun at all? At times. I, yeah. I think so. I mean, I think there's some character moments that are fun. 
Um, I think when the Avengers gets going, when it finally gets all the, you know, all the people together and there's the big alien invasion fight sequence, I think that feels much more like a comic book than justice league ever gets that. I don't think the the big team up ever feels that way. The, 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 the sort of side stuff where it's like, you know, Aquaman sitting on Wonder Woman's uh, lasso of truth. That stuff's funny. It, it, it felt more like, uh, I don't know if you watched the justice league unlimited show. Mm. It felt like it sort of reached that height where it's okay. like, I don't know, the smaller beats were, were better than the Avengers. But, um, it's, Maybe it is because it's just two hours. It, it feels kind of slight for this this big buildup. Like if this is you know phase one of DC's big master plan, um, I don't know. It didn't feel as big as Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman felt like a bigger movie. Like there was a bigger threat, and it just it just felt more epic in scope. Well, uh, also, I mean, Justice League. It's like in the middle of nowhere. The, the only other civilians is that little family. You know, which was bad. Which was yeah. ter- I didn't understand why we even. I, no no I offense to that little family. I didn't know why we we're cutting back to just them. I didn't understand. I think just <laughs> to insert the joke of the, the bug spray. Like, is that it? Like that was yeah. The- a lot of setup for for gags here. Um, this this is just what you get when you try to, I guess, rush together um, your parts. Like, I did wonder if the the lesson here with uh, Justice League for DC is like, hey, Wonder Woman worked. Maybe we're just better at solo movies like that everyone loved that one you know i i could definitely see a flash movie uh doing well off this i think he comes across very well that character and i would watch a a movie with just him and his adventures um but you know to be fair i I think i also feel that way about the marvel movies too like you know after after avengers i've not liked one of the team-up movies i didn't like age of ultron but it's like you know when you get like civil war to me is like avengers 2.5 2.5 right. or something. You know, it's like, I, I've not been a, a big fan of those. And it's because they, you don't usually get enough time to enjoy the, like, if you enjoy Flash, for instance, while you're watching Justice League, I'm probably thinking, or whoever this hypothetical person I have, I hope I'm not the one like Flash, is thinking, boy, I wish I could see some more Flash. Instead, I've got to listen to Bruce Wayne give out a boring plan. Yeah, I, I think the team, they, uh, Justice League just needs more moments with, you know, two characters interacting and having that bond. You know, even Avengers, you you had that. And Avengers had a lot more characters in the movie as well. Um, I do like the flashback in the Justice League movie. You know, uh, that seemed very uh, epic. They were, you know, where they even teased uh, the, the Green Lantern Corps. You know, that was uh, really cool to see. Do you like the... So do you, do you like those those teases because when they like since dc was in such a rush to get to their team up movie when they tease me with that i'm just like where is he let's go if you're gonna throw the flash and cyborg in here fuck it let's throw green lantern in we don't if you don't if you don't believe in origin movies do it all man let's just go what are you waiting on yeah i just i don't know two hours you can't do anything with that do you think it should have been longer do you think do you think these type movies need to be like yeah, two hours and twenty. I mean, what was Wonder Woman like? Two hours and fifteen minutes? It, it was definitely over two hours. I don't remember exactly how long. That's probably a problem. I mean, that's you know this because it feels for whatever reason this one did feel slower than Avengers, which is longer. This and mainly it's just because you spend a greater percentage of it waiting for all the shit to get going. Right, exactly. And when they're in the middle of a fight, Clark and Lois are at the 
at the foreclosed farm, you know, and Amy it slows Adams. the movie down. It, 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 that's fine. Nothing wrong with Amy Adams, but it slowed the movie down. That. <laughs> it wouldn't have made seen, the movie better. Sorry. Just seen them talking about, uh, you know, maybe growing some corn or something on that field, uh, equipment they're going to use, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, have some tea on the porch. This would have been a better movie. Didn't Diane Lane even call this movie, you know, not good before before it came out? <laughs> I don't know. I I hope that's the quote. Not good. Yeah, yeah. yeah the movie's not good. I'm being kind too because I think yeah, I think there was a quote uh, that she was kind of unkind to to the movie because I guess they had seen it already. How many times have you gone back to uh, to to watch the Avengers much just? Casually, or, or or was it just like an event movie where it was fun in the theater, and then after that you didn't have any more use for it? Oh, it's definitely one of my favorite Marvel movies. Uh, if it's on TV, and you know, it, it's something that I will definitely throw on in the background. It's one I've probably um, I have revisited a few times, a number of times. But uh, Winter Soldier, I I feel like I've seen more of just because that's my uh, my favorite Marvel movie. But, um, yeah, Avengers, I think, is fun enough. You get a lot of uh, character interactions. I typically like to throw on something uh, for the kids that are at the house, you know, whether it's my kids or other people's kids. Because, you know, they kids all have just wandered in off the street. Just, they've, they've heard, hey, this guy just throws on the Avengers. That's so it. I'm going to check it out. Right. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, because uh, my, my youngest, he, he dressed up as Captain America for Halloween. So, so they're, they're all very familiar with a lot of these superheroes. So anytime I could throw on a movie and say, Oh, you know what? They're going to be in costume most of the time. That's m- more than likely that will be on, on screen, whether it's good or not. Have you heard, uh, anything at it? Like, have, have your kids seen Justice League? Do you know? No, I'm, I'm wondering if this work. I'm just wondering if this will work better for, for kids just because you, you know, you get to see characters. Maybe, maybe they're into cyborg. Maybe they're into Flash, and they just think it's cool to to see them. I, I don't know. I don't think it's by means a very good film for adults, but I don't know if Avengers is what I would call like a very good film either. I, I think they're kind of just like meant to be like roller coaster rides. They're just they're kind of fun to see all those characters interact. But after that, I, I, I think I'm gonna like you know rewatch something like Thor Ragnarok because I think it's funny. Like I think it works like a comedy movie. I more. saw that twice in the theater. It's it's a good movie. It is. I mean, it's I, a, I saw, the last movie I saw twice was Baby Driver. So uh, I don't, I don't do this often. Which we have an episode on. Uh, if you're listening, you can go download Without that. Me. Get those numbers up. Uh, our guest <laughs> wanted to replace me on that very episode, actually. Um, but sure, check out that episode anyway. <laughs> I believe I told him he couldn't because you do all the social media. So right. that's that's <laughs> it's worth its weight in gold. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know. I I. I don't, I struggle with what I want necessarily from these set movies because I think it's difficult. I think with, uh, giving everybody what you want in a, a limited runtime, uh, with all these characters, uh, you know, I think certainly DC kneecap themselves by, as we said, not doing origin stories for goodness, uh, three out of what, well, half of them, three out of six were count Superman. They don't have a, uh, a proper one. And actually, I take that back. Batman doesn't have one either, really. Uh, as far as this new version of Batman, but right. I guess he's just so popular based on the Nolan and Tim Burton stuff that he doesn't need one. But I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it would have been any better even with the origin stuff. At least this this plot line because uh, this it is pretty weak. The, the storyline here is 
I, you know, it's collecting these boxes. It's a, it's a villain that as a comic book fan, I was wondering who the hell he was. I, I don't know if there's anything, there's nothing like Loki where at the very least you can say, I've seen this guy before. Right. And I know he's a credible threat. I, I think it's a weird pick for, for DC's first team up movie, honestly. Well, that and the idea of having to collect these boxes, you know, for more power, I just found that kind of weak and it just reminded me of the Tesseract. I, I was more excited uh, watching the Black Panther trailer than at any point watching Justice League the movie. Oh. Well, there's definitely some moments I, I had fun with in Justice League. I, I can say that. Um, I'm definitely going to watch it again, and I I hope I hope that this uh, other extended cut, you know, is going to be different enough that you know maybe maybe it'll be kind of decent. I I think a longer version would probably feel like a better movie just because it's, it is so oddly paced right now. Uh, unless they just have a lot more of Bruce Wayne giving really boring, stern lectures about the end of the world. But um, what, I mean, what we have here is, is serviceable. I think it's fine. It just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like an event movie and based on the box on this, I think it's the lowest opening uh, DC universe movie. Like the, not counting before they, they attempted to rip off uh, Marvel. But yeah, since they've started Man of Steel, I think this has opened by far the worst, which is it's weird. I mean, when you, when you put all the characters together, you would think it would add up to more, but not the case here. I mean, Wonder Woman opened better. Suicide Squad opened much better. Can you believe we, we live in a world where something called Suicide Squad opened better than the first Justice League movie? Never would have thought that 10 yeah. years ago. I probably wouldn't have known what Suicide Squad was. I'd be like, I don't know what the hell that is, but Justice League will make more money. Do you think, though, but perhaps some of the characters and some of the cast, you know, you had Will Smith, Margot Robbie, um, you know, and a new look, uh, a new take on Joker. You know, I think maybe it's kind of what got people excited. With this one, it's kind of like, well, Zack Snyder still directed this one. Uh, how good could it be? And I, I think that they kind of shot themselves in the foot by asking Rotten Tomatoes to delay their score. I don't know. I don't know if that would have would matter. I mean, when I go to see something like this, I if, if you know if it's got a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes, or it's got a sixty or seventy, I don't. I think it's just going to be a big, big dumb action movie. So I just I, I don't take any notice of it. I do think your point on Snyder probably probably hurt because you know something like Suicide Squad, the trailer sold something new and fun, bright right. colors and a lot of lot of jokes. Uh, they try to do that here with the trailers with Joss Whedon coming and adding his influence. But I think, you know, people unfortunately have gotten their head, um, rightfully so, that DC movies are sort of dark and dreary. And they're, uh, you look at something like compared to Thor Ragnarok, which came out a couple weeks ago, that trailer and that people are like, oh, that's going to be fun. It's a Marvel movie. That makes me laugh. Like just my, my wife, for instance, who's not a comic book fan. She would not be able to tell you who's DC, who's Marvel. But just based on the trailers, she would always say, I want to see the Marvel movie. And the DC, she'd get a, you know, at best a maybe, I guess. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of weird because like, uh, how we wrap up the, the show is we usually recast stuff. I don't know if I want to do that with this. I would, re- I would recast the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, for starting with Batman, you know, we, we, yeah. somebody else other than Ben Affleck. I, I actually think Ben Affleck's version is good for for Zack Snyder's uh, trilogy, but it's really it's really bad for uh, the 
brighter, happier, jokier Justice League that they're going for. As I said, trying to emulate the the cartoon. Um, he's just too brooding and and boring. So I I I don't know. I'm trying to think of a you know you won't go so far as some like Chris Pratt you know, but you're you probably want a a Batman who's I'm thinking like a little more James Bond esque. Like you know he's still like the tough guy, but he's he throws out some quips and and can can sort of play along with the rest. Because right now, like if I just watched this movie for the first time, I had no prior knowledge of Batman. I would wonder why people why Batman is like possibly the most like famous superhero because i would think like what's interesting about that guy this this dude just is really boring he's just incredibly stoic yeah i don't know like yeah i feel like anybody i come up with already is somebody in the marvel universe <laughs> you know um joe, joe I, would, Bernthal, I would do uh you know who's the, the oh, new okay. punisher you know i think it's a good yeah. pick though yeah sure. We can we can bring him in and you know we, he doesn't need to be on that low rent Netflix series he can be on the big screen you know like a, a real movie star um, I think I think he'd bring in some fans people love him on Walking Dead and apparently he's killing it in uh, Punisher no pun intended oh that's terrible that's a, a dad joke right no, there no 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 don't put it, it, it <laughs> <laughs> oh you got me I uh, I would cast uh, Idris Elba as uh, Batman okay. I think he could do. Because they won't give him James Bond as they should, because Daniel Craig needs money and I guess won't go away. But uh, I think him, he could play a really awesome, uh, still brooding Batman. But he could, he could be, you know, if you want to do like a flirty Batman, like we didn't try to do with Wonder Woman, I think he'd be awesome. I think he would be awesome as a lighter touch Batman who, who still, you know, and he already has the voice. He doesn't have to like fake it. Like He's got a great guys. voice. Now, yeah. when he plays Heimdall, is that modulated too, or is that? Right, I think that they? one is, but okay. uh, for the most part, I I don't I, I I always just assumed that was like the the sort of magical element of the character, right? You know, like the, an Asgardian voice or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he would. That would be my Batman. And what about, what about Carl actually, Urban? Since he likes to appear in all types of big properties. I mean, he was just in Ragnarok. Hmm. Hey, well, he was Judge Dredd, right? So he's, yeah. he's used to, to just working with the the mouth and having yeah. a cowl on. So. It's not a bad pick. Um, yeah, I like that carbon. Uh, unfortunately, I would. I probably also uh, would recast Cyborg. Man, it's not anything with this dude's performance. It's just I don't know who this guy is. And I, I think Ray Fisher. What has he been in? I have no idea. Why, why don't you make Idris Elba uh, Cyborg? No, no, he's Batman. Yeah, <laughs> he's Batman. So as I said, nothing wrong with him. But I think I would just get like a a bigger star. You know, bigger than a guy who's been in these two movies. And um, I don't know who that would be. Do you have any ideas for Cyborg? I had Elba already to go for Batman, but um, I don't know about Cyborg. Well, what about uh, O'Shea Jackson? You know, the Ice Cube. He's son. actually really good because he's a tall. Um, he's a tall guy too. You know, big guy. I just saw him in um, what was the movie called? You'll have to excuse my typing. Ingrid Goes West, which came out this summer with Aubrey Plaza. Okay, and he was really funny. He was like, he was like her uh, her boyfriend uh, dealing. Clearly, was a crazy person because she was she was crazy. She's like a stalker, and he was also a huge Batman fan in uh, that film. Oh, okay. Uh, that is an excellent pick, and I will just agree with you. So if, when I put this up on Instagram, I will not have an option to tag for myself. But that is an awesome pick because I I think that Cyborg, while also brooding, I would like to see his interplay with the Flash, which they develop here, be a little bit more back and forth, not just the Flash making all the jokes. 
Um, he's really good. I really like him. He's a good young actor. So yeah, not a big movie star, but he's at least someone I would I would be excited to see as Cyborg. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing with Cyborg too is where this guy's unknown, he doesn't look weird because we've only seen him as Cyborg. Right. I think if you had O'Shea Jackson, at the very least, to be like, oh, I've seen him and stuff. He kind of looks a little freaky now in the suit, but this kinda, guy kinda he's just looks Cyborg. Like Ice Cube a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Only cooler because you know he's part robot. They can. Right. Shoot you. So um, I have no issues with Flash or Aquaman, really, as far yeah, as – Yeah, me too. I, I think those casting. are uh, pretty good. I think I think Ezra Miller, um, he's, he did surprise me. You know, I, I thought – and, uh, you know, I, I guess some of those jokes and what he did could have came off, like, really cheesy. I thought, I thought he owned it and did a, uh, did a really good job, um, especially the scene when he first sees Cyborg for the very first time and he's doing, like, all that eye acting. I thought that was pretty good. Let me ask you, as someone I've never seen the Flash series, how does it compare to uh, to the the version of the Flash there? Well, uh, I, I feel like Ezra Miller is definitely more. Uh, he, he portrays Barry as more socially awkward. You know, uh, the other Barry, nervous guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ezra Miller's Barry definitely has more ticks and and things of that nature. Uh, the other uh, Barry, uh, played by Grant Gust. Oh. I used to know this. I'm having a brain fart right now, but um, he's you know he's a little bit more chill. Uh, he's kind of a, a nerd at times too, but he's a little bit more charming. Um, you know, he does get, uh, kind of get the ladies. Like this one, I feel. I mean, again, he kind of like fidgets a little bit more, and uh, I, I don't know if it's from being struck by lightning, but I, I feel the uh, the TV Barry a little bit more calm. That's the only complaint I have, and I'm. Don't know what I'm basing this off of. So the the Flash, the TV series, is also Barry Barry Allen. Correct. Yes. I do. I do wish, and it's probably just what I grew up with. I grew up with uh, Wally West as the Flash, and right. I wish the film version was Wally West and not Barry Allen, who you have on the the show. Because I, I feel like this version is more like the Wally West version. Uh, he's a little funnier. He's not. I don't know. Barry Allen to me is is like old hat and like. In the comics, he like saves the Earth, like in the Crisis on Infinite Earth, he goes down a hero. And that's what so, yeah. they should have done, since there's already a Flash TV show. There was no, it made no sense uh, making another Barry Allen in that in the TV show. Um, his father was also in jail, you know, just like in oh, this well, one. Yeah, the same thing. so they, yeah, it was the the very same thing. So, don't you think that DC could, you know, since they're they're struggling, since this one did not open, I mean, it opened well, but not, I, I don't think it's going to be profitable, not not what they were projecting it to be. Uh, you know, it may be Hail Mary, it may be desperate, but I think a lot of the fans would be cool with, you know, in the, in the comics, DC has different Earths. You know, they, they have the multiverse. Right. Connect these with the TV characters. Do yeah. one big crossover where you have multiple flashes and you get to see them meet multiple Supermans. Let's see the Smallville Superman, all of that. Bring everyone together. That's because that's really the only thing they are competitive with Marvel at critically and as financially as their, their TV productions usually do really well as the fans. I like this uh, idea of, you know, you know how they got the new 52 and all these uh, different earths. I think it'd be kind of cool if, you know, the, their next attempt at a justice league movie that somehow some of their counterparts from other earths are brought in to help take down a, a bad guy. Cause I just felt it being really unbelievable, you know, cause we saw the flashback of Steppenwolf taking on all of these other people, all of these, um, you know, all, all it's like the, the Lord of the Rings sequence. Yeah. First 
thing in Lord it's of the Rings. It's a huge epic fight, and then you only got like what the five or six of them at the end, and and they defeat them you just just because they, with the addition of Superman. I mean, they they have Green Lanterns at their disposal. I, that that's the thing with this movie; it doesn't feel, you know, obviously it doesn't feel like a culmination because they're they're trying to jumpstart with all new characters that haven't had their own movies, but uh, it doesn't feel like an event like Avengers did. Like you know, I know. Marvel is branded as such with like phase one, phase two, where they're like building up to like one big movie. Mm-hmm. But this one, this one felt, um, very ho-hum in that way. Like, honestly, this could have been the first movie before you had, uh, Wonder Woman or anything. You know what I mean? And then it just, this would have made more sense, I think, if you were kicking off your universe with this and then going into other things. Um, I don't know. It was just kneecap trying to basically apologize for Batman versus Superman and, uh, all of the, those events just make the film worse because Superman's one of the best parts. So that we have to spend like an hour or more trying to get him back. So I don't know. Just a missed opportunity. It really is. I, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of, I don't know if they'll recover either. I, I mean, I don't know if people will want more Justice League movies after this. I, I think so if there's a new director at the helm. I mean, they tried it with a new director for half the damn movie. They tried two. What are they going to do next time? Three directors? Well, that's the <laughs> thing, though. I, I see you. I found out from you that Joss Whedon apparently directed half the movie. Uh, I thought that he just came to wrap up shooting, did some reshoots of his own, and had some little uh, additions. Like, I was thinking maybe 25%, maybe not even 25%, like 15%. You know, just to, just to help the post production. I thought that's all it was. So, you know, if this was, you know, for example, the uh, Richard Donner and Richard Lester, you know, that situation where Richard Lester came in, shot 51% and then got his name added to the director uh, credits instead of Richard Donner. If it was something like that, then, then yeah, maybe I think people would have been like, oh, well, Josh Whedon took over. You know, his name is in the credits now. Might have be, might have been different, but the fact that it's still Snyder, I don't know. I, I think... I think people are kind of already coming in with some kind of like negative baggage there. Well, I mean, that's, that's the issue with, uh, you know, if, if, if Marvel had, I'm trying to think, what would their, if they had done Avengers, like after Iron Man, Credible Hulk and Iron Man 2, and then inter- tried to introduce Captain America and Thor. Black Widow. And Black, well, I guess Black Widow have been Iron Man 2, but you know what I'm saying? If they had introduced half the team, and it had been after Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2, which weren't well-received. That's basically what we have with Justice League. So right. I understand people's hesitation. And the, unfortunately, you know, the movie is not great. So it's not going to be something I think people were like, no, no, it was actually really good to go see it. The best I can say was it was fine. It was all right at times. It's fun at times. Right. But I don't I – don't, other than curiosity as a film fan, I don't think I would ever rewatch anything unless there was – as we've talked about the Snyder cut, and then I would just do it. I would be very interested just to see what it looked like, but I don't know if I would enjoy it. Maybe they made the right decision. I don't know. And see, and that's what I said on my instant review. I, I said, I, I don't know if I can recommend this for anyone to go watch in the theater. I like these characters. So that's why yeah, I would, too. yeah, that's why I would continue to watch it. I own Suicide Squad. I don't know why, but <laughs> I've seen it like poor, two or three times man. now. But, you know, <laughs> that doesn't mean Here. I <laughs> I like those. I don't know a lot of those characters, but I, I really enjoy Margot Robbie, you know, and Joker is whatever, you know, but. You and her both deserve better. 
You both deserve better movies. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think the fact that, you know, um, it's some of my favorite characters all in one movie. And I, I really like Jason Momoa. You know, I um, enjoyed him in Game of Thrones. So I I will, you know, it's fun enough that I will continue to watch it. I mean, this is kind of – this this isn't as – it's really hard to compare it at this moment with the Schumacher movies because everyone knows those are terrible, but you can still kind of have fun because those are just terribly bad. This is like not great, but there's just some parts that are kind of fun and some things to mm-hmm. like about it. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I can recommend this for people to go out and watch it right now, but there's going to be an audience that just loved th- this movie. Godspeed to them. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not knocking, you know, it's not something that I find is so, atrocious that I can't understand why people would enjoy it. If some, if a friend of mine said he had a really good time with this, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be appalled. I wouldn't be totally shocked. I would just be like, Oh cool. Like, you know, cause I, I'm like you, I like these characters and there were moments where I did have a lot of fun with this, but there was also as a fan moments where I was like, man, I wish this was a lot better. I wish this was not, you know, this didn't drag so much, but, uh, you know, one huge difference between this and like the Schumacher era is, you know, when Batman Forever was different than the Tim Burton movie, it was like, oh, okay, that was, you know, we'll get next the next Batman and you know we'll see where that goes. And then Batman and Robin killed the franchise. It wasn't a culmination. You know, it just felt like, oh, that was really bad. They'll get a new director and restart it, and it'll be fine. This one, there's been so much build up and buy in for DC, and there's st- you know there's gonna be an Aquaman movie and Wonder Woman too. I, I just, you know, I hope it doesn't hurt those films. I think Wonder Woman will be fine, but Aquaman. Um, I don't know about it. I don't, and uh, now I'm concerned we're even gonna get a Flash movie. Like I'm, I'm kind of afraid DC's just gonna give up on this. Whereas with the Schumacher years, the movie making business was just so different. Like it right. was just those were just sequels. Those weren't part of some huge decade long plan to build this universe. So that's that's the only thing with this was I, I, I still feel like it's a huge missed opportunity. But I hope people, I hope they do have a good time with it. Good for them. They're yeah. not cold black hearts like me. All right. So I guess that's going to uh, wrap up uh, our comparisons of the uh, Avengers and also Justice League. Uh, tell us what you think. Which one did you like better? Um, you know, I think most people are probably going to say the Avengers, you know, honestly. But let, let us know if you loved Justice League and, and tell us why. You know, maybe we missed something. <laughs> yes, please tell us why. <laughs> I kind of know where that first question is going to be. I'm assuming it's going to be Avengers, but if you – you know, if you love both Avengers and Justice League, um, I would I would like to hear why because uh, I always prefer the the solo hero stories. So maybe maybe we just missed something with these these team up team up movies that uh, Peter and I don't get. All right, so where uh, where can they find us and and you uh, and some of the other well, things that you do on social media? I'll, I'll be honest. If you if you answer those questions uh, on Twitter or. Uh, maybe Instagram. I'll answer them at original remake. I, I tend to, to use it more than Peter in the sense that I use it once every six months. So that makes me the, the Instagram <laughs> expert. Um, but on, on Twitter, that will definitely be Peter. So at original remake. And, uh, if you want to interact with me for whatever reason, I host a, a couple other, uh, podcasts, uh, one called the, the grand gesture, which we did an episode on Wonder Woman and we focused on the romance between, her and uh, Steve Trevor, and that was fun to do. So you can you can find that on followingfilms.com with this show, iTunes. Please subscribe there and uh, on Twitter at Grand Gesture Pod. And then another show to do is called uh, Mark S. Played, 
which is a movie podcast on movie podcasts. And we will have a Justice League episode talking about the, the reaction to this film and uh, how hard it is to review. Because as I've talked about with Peter, who, who are we criticizing? Are we criticizing Snyder, Whedon, uh, Warner Brothers? We don't Jeff, know. Jeff so. Johns. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, there's a lot of. A lot of villains in our lineup. So uh, that's at Marcus Played Pod on Twitter, and it's also on iTunes and FollowingFilms.com. So yeah, there's there's a couple things I'm I'm doing that are superhero related. Uh, I think I also did a show on the Hulk, but I can't remember what podcast that was though. That was this one. May have been the previous episode. <laughs> yeah, right, Peter. Right, yeah. that's it. Yeah, the Hulk and uh, well, Hulk and Incredible Hulk or the Incredible Hulk, I guess. Um, well, if you, if anyone's interested, I did do an instant reaction to Justice League, which, uh, a lot of the stuff I said in there, I kind of regurgitated here anyway, but, uh, yeah, I mean, so I don't I, need to listen, but just <laughs> click download, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, check it out for some of the uh, other movies I've done. Uh, I, I do a lot of retro movie reviews for the month of October. I did all, um, the original seven nightmare on Elm street movies. Uh, I also followed that up with something a little bit more lighthearted kind of you know the biopic uh selena because it was it's uh 20th well i guess uh earlier this year it was its 20th anniversary so i do things like that too but that's that lighthearted peter i mean i know how Lopez was, i've never yeah, seen the movie well, it's sad as shit at the end but you know the life of selena you know you gotta celebrate it but jennifer lopez killed it in that movie and i don't remember seeing the entire movie when i was younger so it was really nice to revisit but that's what I do on that show. I take the, you know, the listeners back on a nostalgic trip. Um, you know, one of our, uh, more popular episodes was, uh, Stand By Me, you know, to kind of pimp that out because you, you guys did a, um, an episode on Marcus Played where you guys, uh, at Marcus Played Pod. That, that's it. Yes. And, um, <laughs> Let's see, uh, Mannequin, which is actually one of my <laughs> biggest downloaded 1980s movie, which is kind of crazy, but that's got like a lot of downloads, surprisingly. That was, uh, it turned 30 earlier this year too. But at Paul Stalgic on Twitter and Instagram, I think Mike's looking to give that a listen there. <laughs> I I was just like, hey, if that's got a lot of downloads, can you re-edit it and put a promo for this show on there? Like, we'll get some of those mannequin fans to listen to this Justice League episode we just did. Uh, all right, so that'll do it for us. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Here come